This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. Oh, I think I just finished like 30 seconds ago, and Eddie's giving me the thumbs up, so let's do it. What's up, Al? Oh, podcast time, Jerry. So I'm very excited. We're going to Colonia Middle School yes, after this are. podcast for something you're calling Al Duke's dad. I don't know what that means exactly, but you I say we're going to go have some lunch there? Uh, yeah, they contacted me in, I would say, what is this, May? This is May now. I would in. say Joe over at the Colonia Middle School reached yeah. out to me uh, in like November and wanting to do something in April. And I said, I think we could probably do that. I have to check. And then didn't hear back from him, probably because I never got back to him, maybe, with a All date. Right. And then, like, a week before the uh, the chosen date or the suggested date, he said, are we still on for, like, next week? I was, oh, oh, no, I forgot. So we came up with today. Okay. I held the secret until the last possible minute, realized that was not a good idea. And I'm excited to go with you. All right. This is going to be very exciting. You say we're having lunch. I hope it's in the cafeteria. And I hope it's like pizza day or steakum day. Or I love this. You know why? Tater tot day. Because I'm along for the ride. Yeah, that sucks. I am not the one with the crown today. Right, with the awkwardness. Like I went to Raritan High School in Hazlitt last week to talk to the media students uh, to where clearly all the instructors listened to the program, which was great. They were very nice. There were about 40 to 50 kids that I spoke to. And I think two of them knew the show, which would be high for me. I would, uh, I would think for seventh and eighth graders, which is what middle school is. I don't know if sixth graders are in there now. I don't know. It might. It, it, when I was there, I think. I think when I was there it was Colonia Junior High. Still. Okay. Okay. It was either junior high or it was the first year of middle school. All right. Like the way. first time they changed it. I was there in eight, 1982. Wow. In 1983, which would be 40 years ago. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. I don't remember a lot from middle school. I do remember, you know, you know, middle school is a scary time. You're you're going from your small grammar school yes. into now this place where you're changing classes. You got a locker. I know. You're meeting new people. Like you feel like an adult. I think you feel like an adult. For the first time. Well, I definitely did not feel like an adult in middle school. I still felt like a very small child. Oh, okay. But I got to say, I met my friend John there, who's one of my best friends to this day. I met him in middle school. Paul and I met at at drug fair. Oh, I didn't know that. And my friend Steve, my third friend, we met in high school. And Ringo? I don't know. I don't have a Ringo. (laughs) But if I did, I probably would have met him in grammar school. There you go. So that's exciting. Um, Also, when we get there, Jerry, behind the... The middle school is where you made love for the first time. Definitely not. (laughs) 
It's where the baseball fields are where I went over for a <laughs> entire season. That is awesome. Yeah. There oh, was the Little funny. Fellows League of Colonia, which is in another section, but they, we used to play a lot of games behind the, the uh, junior high. How about that? Where there was no fence. Nah, it was one of those. with no fence. Right. It's the ball gets the hit in the gap, and it's just like, we'll roll forever. Yeah, those those fields, and we play on them a lot, too. It There's just no feel to the it, It's different as opposed to having a fenced in, even if no one can reach it for a home run, just the chance that it's there is awesome. Right. It also gives you, as an outfielder, no idea where you should be standing. Right, where your depth is. Because you don't know whether you're 200 feet from home plate or 400 feet from home plate. That is, that no is idea. That is true. You're right. So did you use the, when you, you went to where, St. John Vianney? Yes. Was that for? High school. High school. Where did you go to middle school or, or junior high? Uh, same school, kindergarten through eighth. Was oh, a, and then they switched. private school, yeah. Oh, and then okay. we went to St. John Vianney. Did you bring your lunch to school or did you get uh, lunch? Both. both. Changed I got, it up? I can tell you K through 12, I got pizza every Friday. Like every Friday was pizza day. Well, in high school they had pizza every day. Really? But yeah, the, the St. John Vianney had a great lunch system, and it's even better now. I saw it, um, which is funny. My, Matthew's been there for four years, and he's just about done. And I just realized all the meal options they have: healthy meal options, crap, of course, and everything in between. Um, but in grade school, K through eight, pizza every Friday it was the Elios, and I loved it. Yeah, it's funny. I know a lot of schools got the Elio's looking thing, mm-hmm. or it was like the the rectangular yeah, pizza. Yep. We we used to get a, a small circular pie. Oh, is that true? It was small though. Yeah, yeah. But that was the form it was in. Then I would also go for Steakum Day. That was a big one. I would. Yeah, always... I don't remember us having that. No Steakum Day. I don't. I don't know. You probably you. We might have. And then you could also. You also had the option of just getting a side of. French fries okay. or tater tots. See, we never had French fries in grade school. That would be a once-a-month thing. It was a treat because they did not believe in French fries. Yeah. They thought it was bad food for you. I'm sure it, it, it is and, and it was. None of the other food was good for you. Right. But they would not. French fries or tater tots was a once-a-month thing. They would give you the fruit cup that no one would eat. They would give you the vegetables that no one would eat. And they would give you, we used to get a, uh, scoops of mashed potatoes. Yeah, we had that as well. That we used to, and macaroni and cheese we used to get too, in a little white uh, styrofoam cup. Yeah, killing the environment. Yep. Oh, we were doing that back then. Yeah. Uh, did you when you would? So you would never? Would you? You'd bring your food the other days. Yeah, I, like I, would, say was, I would say it was a fifty-fifty mixture. My mom made sandwiches all the time, and I we ordered a lot too. No, it was a classic move by moms back then. Like we used to take get like a can of soda. Mm-hmm. It'd be wrap, wrap it in aluminum foil. Yeah. To try and keep it cold. Keep it cold. I remember. That all moms knew that trick. I remember. Moms and dads. Yep. That is right. They knew that trick. Did you ever have a lunchbox, a themed lunchbox? Of, oh, of course. I had a cowboy one numerous years. Dallas Cowboys? I remember I had a Scooby-Doo one. Same here. Um, That's all I remember. I had Scooby-Doo. I had King Kong. I, Those I are the two. Have, I don't remember that. And it'd have a thermos inside. Yep. Where you would pour out your we, so we drink. So we my mom cup. would either put a drink in there. Sometimes soup. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes it would be empty and I would pour my soda. Well, actually, I never had soda. It was always Lipton iced tea. I would put the iced tea in it. I used to get, like, when, when I had the thermos in the, with the lunchbox, ours was, mine was always filled with, like, Hawaiian punch. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we did, too. 100% we did that. I don't know how, like, how I wasn't 
overweight. Because you were moving around constantly. I ate a lot of crap. Because you were playing sports. You were yeah. running around. I you was were outside that. playing wiffle ball. Yes. You it wasn't sitting down. That's the biggest issue. You know, you can eat like crap as a kid and you'll burn it off. And the ones that sit in front of video games don't. Right? That's just it's the way it is. Yeah. Well, that's what we become as adults because we're at work sitting around like the kid playing video games. We're staring at a computer for like I get here on a regular day and I think you would be somewhat similar. On a regular day, if I walk in and get settled at my desk at 4.05, I don't get up until 5 o'clock. I'm literally at my desk for almost a full hour. I get up to walk 50 feet to sit down for a full hour. At 6 o'clock, I walk 100 feet to get makeup, 75 feet back, sit my ass down for 25 minutes. Like, that's it. Yeah, and... It was weird. I worked at uh, the Nielsen TV ratings place okay. for a short time when I was living in Florida, and that was a cubicle job. Like it was a, it was in a in a place where it was just all cubicles, and we would call people around the country to see if they wanted to be a Nielsen family. Mm-hmm. But what I saw back then was what people decided to have to drink in their sit down jobs sure. is what determined how large they were. I could see that. Because if you, because people, even when, when I first started there at Nielsen, they gave you a large, like what would be a large big gulp right. type of thing. And it was a Nielsen cup. And people would, before they'd start their day, load up that, their giant drink container with something. Sure. It was either water or soda. Or soda. And if it was soda and you were sitting on your ass all day, that was trouble. Yeah, you're just putting it right into your system. Right and it's into not your going system. Anywhere. Yeah. It makes sense. It really does. Yeah. That's why I, yes, if you have a a diet like you have right now, you're going to lose weight. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. But a diet like mine, which I would say is 50% of the time phenomenal, 25% of the time, eh, okay. And 25% of, 25% of the time, a complete and utter disaster. Like my weekends are terrible. Nothing happens. I don't move. Without exercise, I got no chance. Yeah. I'm just sitting where I'm sitting. This is the one benefit of the having a dog. I found the one benefit. It, You're walking a lot. It forces me out of the house. Has to. So sure. even on days like when it's super hot, you right. have to walk. When it's freezing, when it's raining, yeah, like it, it, it just does force you out because there are times like I know I would go home and just veg out. And probably pass out. And Yeah, yeah I know. At I least know. this forces me a couple times a day. Yeah. To get up and move my body. It's the one thing I do like about the cornhole nights on Monday. So, for instance, last night we had our playoffs. I got there at 4.50, I would say. And for the first hour, it is literally nonstop. I have to set up 12 sets of boards. And it's back and forth. And you it's move back it. and forth. Yeah. And then you got to put them away at the end of the night. And in the middle of the night, you're never sitting for longer than because you're always back here. And then I look, when you look at my, I know it is what it is, but when you look at the activity with the steps, and I know that doesn't translate into weight loss necessarily, but just in terms of moving and burning something, every Monday, if I track now, I had this watch for six weeks now, the last six Mondays, my steps are in the sixteen to 17,000 range because Mondays from, it's nuts. Plus, I'm a, I have baseball practice Monday afternoon into cornholes. It's crazy. And then I'll look at Tuesday. Some Tuesdays, 6,000. Like, that's the same person. Yeah. Like, it's a big difference. And today will be one of those 6,000 days because I've done I've done nothing but sit all morning. I am going with you now 
But then I'm going to go sit at Matthew's baseball game and not move for three hours. What if we do this, Jerry? From here, we walk to Colonia Middle School. We walk there. We're I think there's so a many better steps. chance that from Colonia Middle School, I take you with me to Lawrenceville, New, New Jersey for we'll, a baseball game. We'll get in so many steps, Jerry. It'll be unbelievable. I don't think we'll make it there by noon. I wonder what kind of neighborhood the, the middle school's in these days. Colonia. That it is definitely still in Colonia. I think it's going to look exactly the same. Yeah. I do. With some updated siding on the houses, maybe a little updates to the school, but I think it's going to look exactly the same. Okay. And we're saying, like, is it possible that anyone from my, that, is there, is it possible? I think it's, po- it's not likely. I anyone think it's possible. has been working there since 1983. I think, and I only say it because at the beginning of the fall, I said, I didn't want to say it on the air. At the beginning of the fall, a woman passed away at my kid's school that had been there since 1980. It's possible. You know what this is? I was just thinking, like, we know what the equivalent of this uh, is? Like, I, I went there in 1983. Yes. Okay. It'd be like in 1983 if I was there, and some dude rolled up and said, I went to school here in 1943. That's what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, are you a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had Are this, you a dead ghost? I had this thought the other day because I was listening to Lithium on Satellite. And, you know, they put the year in. A little grunge music. And I don't remember which one it was, but I saw it was 1991. And my, my first thought was, wow, that's when Kim and I got together, 1991. And I remember thinking, 1991, holy crap, that is 32 years ago now. I'm like, 32 years, holy crap. Like, th- and then I'm like, in 1991, 32 years prior, that because I don't feel like music of 1991 is crazy. I still feel like it's relatively recent. Right, it doesn't sound like you're listening to something old. But in 1991, 32 years prior, was 1959. Yeah. You would have noticed the difference. Wow. 1959. What about 1969, Jerry? Oh, 1969. Would have only been 22 years. Yeah. That, But even that, I think we've discussed this too. When you think about war, the draft... Like in 1991, I thought of the Vietnam War as something that had happened another lifetime ago. Definitely. People were still coming back from Vietnam in 1975. It was 16, like 16 years ago is 2007. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird as you get older. And I think the first thing that starts speeding up the process is once you're out of school, you don't have the thing that regulates the years. So like every September used to be almost like the start of a new year. Sure. Not see, only I the feel new year like, itself. See, now it's, I think for you, yes. For me, no, because I have I have had the kids in school now for 18 years. 19. So you still have that regulation of yeah, this is a new school year. I have found since Matthew, so not 18 years, when he started in kindergarten, probably five, six, whatever age, I don't know, five or six, something like that, um, that's when it started to feel like being a kid again. Because it was, I remember going out with Kim and getting him the school clothes or the shoes or whatever he needed. And then school would start, hey, school. And then all of a sudden the holidays felt different again because the school year was around the holidays and they'd have the Christmas break and then all the Christmas shows we would go to at the school. It felt like that part of me was back. And I actually think it goes faster because the kids are constantly looking towards the end of the school year and the end of the school year. And then all of a sudden it's summer, boom. 
There goes another year. We still may have it. Like, if you're a sports fan, I feel like every time September comes around and football starts, sure. it's almost like that similar yeah. delineation of time. Like, a, a new... Like, the fall feels more like something new is happening than the spring does. Because it feels... Because the end of summer feels like yeah. the end of the year. In yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I agree with you. It's almost like the year is more September to August. Yes. I, I don't disagree yeah, yeah. with that. Yep. Right. You're right about Let's that. Let's switch that up. The new year begins September 1st. <laughs> right. There's that we, I know some people celebrate the Chinese New Year. Yes. How about we celebrate the Alan Jerry New Year? The Alan September Jerry New Year. 1st to August 30th or August 31st. Yes. Like Memorial Day weekend, or I'm sorry, Labor Day weekend should be like New Year's weekend. I. You're not far off on yeah. that. You mentioned at the end of the show today about the lifeguard shortage. Yes. Is that a job you would like no. if you were younger? No. Lifeguard? No. That's what I was trying to say. Why is that? It's a huge responsibility. Right. And I would be deathly afraid that I'd be the reason that someone wasn't saved. I couldn't live with that. Why? You were talking to some hot bikini chicks while someone's Or just not being not able to bring someone back, even if it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Your job is to protect. And if someone's drowning and you don't get them in time or you do get them out and you don't save them, you failed. That's one of those jobs... Failure is not a good option. Yeah, like a surgeon. And Gio's right; it is a cool job. But like, if yes. you're a if you're a, a cool dude and you're a lifeguard, that like and, and in shape, yeah, and you're you're looking to impress chicks. Yeah, they like that. But there is a huge sense of responsibility that comes along with it. A girl lifeguard would be intimidating to me if I was in if I was dating lifeguard age girls. Okay. I could see that. Well, like, oh, that's too intimidating. She's going to be out on the beach with. Dudes staring at her dudes all day long. And, and and talking to muscular dudes oh, who yeah. save lives. Yes. I don't need that in my life. If, if you're not confident in yourself yeah. in the relationship, don't even get involved. Yeah, forget it. That's not going to go well for you. I'd like to date you, but you're a lifeguard and very intimidating. I can't do it. And at some point, you'll leave me. Exactly. For some... I'll get sand kicked on my face. <laughs> like that used to be in the back of uh, comic books. I don't know if you were a comic book reader as I a kid. Not. I was not. But they used to have this ad... It was for some sort of like, it was some sort of workout thing, program. Okay. Yep. But the ad in the comic book was like this skinny, scrawny guy getting sand kicked on him by some muscular guy at the beach in front of a girl. Like some dude just came over and like kicked sure. sand on you. And nothing you going to do about it because you're a skinny twerp. And you were the skinny twerp. I was the skinny twerp. But if you get into this training program, you will could now beat up this muscular lifeguard type yeah if you would have ever gotten into your jujitsu yes i'd already be a black belt all that talk i've been doing if you would have started doing it when we started talking about it five years ago you'd be yeah. a black belt now i would be a black belt instead you're just a black belt talker yeah hmm. but i will say the you know mentioned with the uh, lifeguard shortage every year though multiple people die drowning yeah, I in know. my small area, it's like sad. Belmar, it I, happens. I know. And what's weird is you don't hear a lot. Like it's a it's a thing on like the Asbury Park Press mm -hmm. or NJ.com, real quick, and then it's gone. And it's like right, you know the the ocean will just suck you up sometimes. The ocean winds. The ocean winds. Nature wins. It's really scary. That's the one thing I've always said about going to the beach with our kids. It was always easy with Matthew. Because Matthew was the type, he would sit there and listen to music. He would want to have a catch. So he was vegging out at the yeah, beach. Yeah, very little interest in going in the water. He was a piece of cake. And then Joseph 
is a nutcase, and he wants to go. I'm like, I'm not. I just Kim, I'm not into this. Like, I don't like it. You know, you. <laughs> the rule with me and him was, if it goes above your waist, get your ass out. You're not <laughs> going further. I know it used to bother him, but I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not that great of a swimmer. I don't trust anyone helping us, and you're too little to get swept out. I remember I used to go all the time, we my friend did. Rob, and I remember getting sucked into the really? the undertide. Yeah. yeah. That scares the hell out of me. That really, it's one of those things where we're probably not meant to be in the ocean. Right. The ocean's going to pull you in and maybe spit you out if you're lucky. That's why I love, you know, when I've been to St. Lucia or the Bahamas or the Dominican Republic, it's crystal clear. It's calm. You sit there, you go swim a little bit, but you don't feel like you're in danger. I'm not saying yeah. stuff doesn't happen. It does. But you feel a lot better about it and the chances of something happening. Yeah. I don't know that I would uh, go swimming if I didn't see a lifeguard. Although it would be emasculating have some kid have to go pull me out of the water. Yeah, but when I say swimming, I don't mean go way out. I'm, yeah. I'm talking waist high and just kind of, you know, nothing, nothing nuts. Yeah. I'm not into that. I'm there to go in when I'm hot, go back out. Drink my margarita. Go in when I'm hot. It's it's so nice. Yeah, if you just even go in f- with your feet, that'll cool you. Yes, right it off. does. It absolutely does. No doubt. You don't have to go all the way in. Knee high is good. Yeah, you go nipple high, it gets a little. You just although, you're risky. Although I gotta say, as soon as it hits your balls, cold water hitting your balls, that'll wake you up. Ah, uh, yes, it would. Right? Yes, it was. That how you wake up every morning? <laughs> yep, I go right into the ocean, dip my balls in. Go up, it's chilly. Good morning, everybody. Time for Boomer and Geo. <laughs> Here we go. You're ready to rock for the yeah. day. That's fine. That would be like a cold plunge. You know how people do the, these new health uh, people, they tell you to do a cold plunge in the morning. So you, they just hold you on a harness and lower you down and yeah. your balls go into the water? Or, or I could just <laughs> run right into the ocean every morning, like at uh, right before I leave at like 3 a.m. Run into the ocean, run right back out, That'd towel be great. off. You should do that with a GoPro. A waterproof GoPro every day. Every morning. Here's the run. And then, oh, I can hear your noise. You're getting the water. Ah. And then you run back out. And then you post it every day. But then I'd show right up to work and I'd be smelling like the ocean. No, you go back take a shower. I'll go back and shower. That's how you're going to wake up. You would go viral. If you did that every day, that would be cool. Right, 3 a.m., just go run it. No, it's weird. Sometimes I the hear. ocean streaker. Sometimes I hear when I'm walking my dog in the middle of the night. Sex sounds. Not sex sounds, but people People giggling on the beach. Yeah, I'm sure. That doesn't surprise me. When you go to bed at 6.30, people are still on the beach. No, no, I mean when I get up and walk the dog like 3 a.m. Like oh, I'll people hear are people, still out. Their night's not over yet. No, their night isn't over yet. Right. I'll just hear people giggling and having yeah. a good time. On like a Tuesday at 3 a.m. Like what is? Well, people don't work as we've established. What's going on in their lives? Don't you know there's a lifeguard shortage? Go work at the <laughs> beach. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. Uh, I'll do. I did that with CeeLo actually today because you were hosting, and yeah, I it was very it, good. I'll do it with CeeLo again tomorrow, and then uh, we'll all be back here tomorrow. We're gonna go uh, try to intimidate some middle schoolers right now. A little while. We're not leaving right now. But not a yet. While. We're uh, trying to intimidate some middle schoolers, and then uh, from then uh, we'll see you tomorrow. So, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. 
With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long. And most days it doesn't suck. And a good morning to you, too. Maybe you suck. How about that? Oh, hi there. Uh, my name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Good morning, CeeLo. What's up, Al? How are uh, we doing today? Where is Jerry? He's here. He's in the newsroom. Oh, right. Prepping for his big uh, Boomer fill-in today. Oh, right. He's filling in for Boomer. Yeah. Boomer is in Las Vegas uh, today, tomorrow, Thursday. Then he's going to make his way from Vegas to the airport to the Jersey Shore, where he'll spend the night and then Friday, we're live from DJ. How about that? I'd love to know where he's flying into on Friday. Uh, me too. I don't know if mm. he's flying private, if right. CBS put them private, or, huh. uh, you know, I don't know how the network, how network television is doing these days. He might be in the yeah. uh, back of a plane situation? by the bathroom. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> flying into Newark and a little Uber <laughs> down the shore. Who knows? <sighs> I don't know what the story is. How about that? But uh, that's the story here. So Jerry will be here at 6 o'clock with Gio. Now, I know there was no Mets and there was no Yankees last night. But here's the good thing. We've got the Mets in Chicago. Mm -hmm. We've got the Mets on a five-game tear. We've got Pete Alonso hitting home runs even when he was sick. I expect a Dave Kingman-like performance in one of these games. I need one of these balls to make its way onto the street out in left field. Okay. Then I need Pete Alonzo to go run to the outfield and hump the ivy. <laughs> By the way, I remember yesterday. You probably don't remember. But I, remember I referenced everything. the video from Friday night, the ISO on Pete up against the uh, dugout fence. Yeah. We had the black Humping jerseys it. on. Yep. But I got to show that to Gio. So cause we were talking about the stuff from 
Sunday and the group infield celebration and all that, but the ISO on him from Friday night and the look on his face. Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna get everyone's take on that. It really threw off this Emmanuel Babari. Yeah, I I, I, I heard that. Yeah. I heard in the overnight he was yeah. very puzzled by Pete Alonzo's behavior. Trying to couldn't put his finger on what was going on there. Yeah. I say this guy must be just Listen, he's a young guy, right? He's got to be in his, what, early 20s, Pete yeah, Alonzo? Early. Oh, I thought you meant Emmanuel. No, no, yeah. no. Pete Alonzo's full of testosterone right now. He's Clearly. Probably, he's probably popping those pills that Frank Thomas is uh, or pushing the ones on that, the overnight. Uh, Gio is now uh, reading spots for. Maybe he's eating some blue, blue chews. Yeah. And, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> whatever works. Yeah, whatever works. But he's on a tear right now, so I expect nothing less than a, a ball better land on whatever street that yeah. is. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, Chicago. but I, it's a little easier to do that, I think, at Wrigley than it is at Fenway because, of course, you don't have yes. the high wall on left there. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how anyone hits home runs on that green monster. I mean, that thing is so high up well, there. Well, also then they built the seats atop the monster. Yeah. So what it used to be, you just got it over the wall, and it would be on lands the down Avenue, I think yep. is the name. Yeah, I think you're correct. But then they built those monster seats, which are tiered upwards. Yep. So you really got to yeah, step cool, into one. The only cool places to hit the ball out of is a Wrigley Field on the street, over the Green Monster, and into the Cove in San Francisco. Yes, I can't think McCovey of another Cove. one. Maybe into the rafters where the Devil Rays play. Uh, they also have uh, in Pittsburgh the Allegheny River out beyond right field. And people can hit balls out yeah, there? That, it has been done numerous times. The Shea yep. Bridge is a cool place to hit home run sure. at City Field. Not a lot of people have done it. Yeah, that's and one. People have done it. I don't even think are in baseball anymore. Uh, Utah Street it. at Camden Yards in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Up and back behind the the area in right field where you got the factory at yes. the warehouse. Yeah, okay. You got that as well. There are a number of places. So as then. we start to think about it, there's there are, yeah. But the coolest is Chicago. Chicago. That's what I say. You think so? Coolest one? Yeah, coolest one. Just out, because- of the, out of the stadium. Out of the stadium, onto the street, mm-hmm. over that cheap fence. Like they actually have like an actual fence behind the yeah. seats in Chicago. And unless you got the people across the street, right on the rooftop. Yep, they sell those it. seats yeah. now. Yeah, so it's cool. That's what I'm expecting from uh, Pete Alonso tonight. And then the Yankees play the Orioles, and the Orioles are coming to town. And Garrett Cole's on the mound, so that is a win for the Yankees. Oh, really? Two big wins coming Against up tonight. The second place Orioles, yes. who are, I think are thirty-four and sixteen. Yes, mm. I've got a win tonight for the Yankees with Garrett Cole. Okay. I've got a win tonight with the Mets with Kodai Kodai Senga and Pete Alonso hitting the ball onto the street. All right. Well, we'll have to check in tomorrow morning on how all those predictions went. Please you, do. You make a few wagers on the games. Tonight? I don't uh, bet anymore. You don't? Okay. At all. But uh, no, huh. I lost interest. Got it. I lost interest. Didn't get involved in either of these first two triple crown races? No, no, no. The only thing I was betting was uh, NFL football. And then just like playing fantasy, like it would annoy me when I lost. And I was like, this sucks. Well, no one likes losing. I mean, I know. That's the worst part. So with with the derby, there was a horse named Jace's Road. My son, my oldest son is Jace. So we had a little family wager on that. Came out of the gate strong. I believe ended up finishing last. Oh, so he went first to last. Preakness, there were two horses, one... Coffee with Chris, and then also Chase the Chaos. So close wow. to Jace, and I'm always talking about how it's chaotic at my house with yes. my two boys. So I got my sons all excited about that. So we went in on both horses in that race. Yeah, Stugatz. Nothing. Coffee with Chris, dead last. Listen, I say the important <laughs> thing is you're teaching your kids about gambling, and that's really <laughs> that's what really it's the all most about. Important part. This is what it's all about. Responsible fathers, gambling. Fathers and sons yes. betting. 
coming together, putting yeah. money on horses that we know nothing yes. about other than the names are cool. So it's not important whether you win or lose. Right. It's that you've showed your kids, look at my money, gone. Yes, it was a I bonding experience. I could have bought you something cool, but instead, <laughs> it's gone. We put like 15 bucks down. All right, no that's reason. fair. All right. Uh, I did see that the Nuggets, this surprised me, a couple of things. So the Nuggets sweep the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The first uh, NBA Finals for the Nuggets. How come I never hear the Nuggets whenever I, whenever people want to mock the Jets and go, the Jets haven't been to a Super Bowl in 50 years? Well, right now, it's more about that the Jets haven't been to the playoffs. Oh. And it's the longest uh, drought of any team in the four major sports. But I never hear, like, I'll hear, hear like, uh, the the Lions have never been to a Super Bowl. The Browns. I never hear the Nuggets have never been to the NBA Finals. Interesting that they get there on the day that Carmelo announced his retirement. Yes, that is interesting. (laughs) And then... Uh, in this has got to be the biggest fake news ever. You're going to give me LeBron? Is that yeah. where we're going? LeBron James yeah. acting as if he's considering retirement in the offseason. Well, he can consider it. Doesn't mean he's going to do it. He needs to think about, quote, if I want to continue to play. We already know you're waiting for your son to play, and you're going to play with him, so you're not retiring. That's silly. No one followed up with that? No one uh, said well, you specifically know? about the son. I'm yeah, not sure. Not that's silly. It. Then I enjoyed though that he answered this in the press conference setting to some extent. But then you also had like ESPN and the Athletic and Bleacher, like all these individual One-on-ones. reporters trying to claim it. Well, sources tell. You know, it's like he just told the whole world. So I mean, maybe you have something on the side, or you chatted with him one-on-one after the fact. But I mean, you can put it on the press conference and. See where he says that I got to think about. He's got to think about it. He's got a right. lot to think about. Correct. But yeah, I mean, anybody who didn't follow up with you, we already know you're waiting for Bronny to play, yeah. so you're going to play with him. So you're not. Know, maybe quitting. takes a year off. Who knows? He's not taking a year. I off. already saw someone make the connection of this is his uh, already starting to gain leverage to bring Kyrie to L.A. Yeah, well, I saw that too. <laughs> like, come on. And I was he at the? I think he might have been at the game last night. Kyrie was. Yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie. So I'm sure that's going to be a thing because, of course, that was where he, I think, wanted to end up. Kyrie wants to go to L.A.? Well, I think, yeah, at, at once he was wanting out of Brooklyn, that's what he was looking to do. And they obviously did not placate his top choice, and he ended up in Dallas. But now right. he can, Yeah. So. All right. So we'll get him out there. Then uh, when's Bronny coming out? I don't know. That's year true. after next? Man, I, Two years? I don't know. All right, so LeBron, we know it's going to be he's going to be freshman goofy. at USC. Is that yes? Correct? That's true. Actually, so then yes. it would be not next season, the season after, if he does a one and done situation. He's playing with somebody else famous's kid yeah, out there. Yeah, there's there's a trio of them of um, famous kids at USC playing basketball. Well, I think two of them are like you know sons of famous people, and the other one's just like a big time prospect. If oh, I'm not is that mistaken. Right. Yeah. I can't remember who the other uh, USC basketball player is the son of. I'll find it. I know it's an athlete. Someone yell it to me really loud from your car, and I'll oh, hear it. Oh, um, Dennis Rodman's kid. Yes, Dennis Rodman. DJ Rodman. Kid. DJ Rodman. Yeah. Who knew Dennis Rodman had that young of a kid? And then He's there's an old the, guy. This other guy, um, and I, again, I don't know his background. If he comes from, you know, someone famous in the basketball world, this Isaiah Collier, mm-hmm. who has a big-time prospect rating. I might become a USC there fan go. basketball for next the season. The games will be too late for you, though. Oh. Yeah. I'll most, just pretend to follow them. them. Right. All right, so we got that. So that's it. Uh, Sweep City. When do the Heat and the Celtics play? I figure that one out. 
Uh, Google. Well, well, like Eddie said, we said yesterday, right? Heat June first was that. Oh, I'm sorry. They used the game four for the Heat and the Celtics uh, it's is today. tonight. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. So, so it if, could be sweep city here. Correct. And then you'd have like nine days or whatever it is. Yeah, we had that figured out yesterday. All right. Yeah. So okay, that's exciting stuff. So we got uh, two. We got Mets. Uh, Mets, Cubs, Orioles, Yankees, and Heat, Celtics on your docket tonight. Don't forget about Vegas and Dallas. Vegas and Dallas. I assume that's tonight. By the way, it's a big assumption. Five games into the NHL conference final, and those are both. It's a two-zero and a three-zero situation. Oh, is that right? So we have put. You cannot rule out the possibility of four sweeps between the two winter sports in the conference final. Of a big sweep city going on. How about that? Wow. You got Dallas up 2 uh, I'm sorry, Vegas up 2-0. Yeah. And Car- in Florida again last night with Brooks Kepka in attendance, wearing the Panthers jersey with the Wanamaker trophy. one nothing. Panthers up 3-0. Did he get a seat for the trophy? Was it sitting next oh, to him? Oh, yeah, the suite. Oh, yeah, the suite. Yeah, yeah. And I saw a video. I, it was a little gray. I couldn't tell. But the, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. No, I saw, I saw. Um, you know, Taylor Swift. Yeah, is, I know is Taylor like Swift. The big Ticket item this this summer. I did this, not uh, know that, but okay. Well, very, Flegelman, very, I'm sure, has very hard to get. New, uh, I bet Flegelman's going to at least one of those shows. But she played Gillette Stadium in the pouring rain. Like, there's some really cool videos yeah. on YouTube. Like pouring rain the entire time. When was this? Uh, I think it was just over the weekend. Okay. And uh, one of those uh, Patriots quarterbacks was in a suite, and I didn't like that. One, one of those bit. Patriots quarterbacks. I can't remember if it was Mac Jones or Zappy. Okay. Why did you not like that? Uh, bougie. And you should, part of the experience, hold on, part of the experience <laughs> of going to that show at Gillette was that it was a historic downpour. Okay, and you think they knew that when they arranged for the suite? Yes. No, they did not. I actually think it was uh, Mac Jones because Zappy I also saw in the news yesterday because he got married or he got engaged and they are Zappy <laughs> ever after. That's what they're. Sorry, yeah, that's he's what in, my, he's in my ear. He said you saw Bruce in the governor's suite years ago. That's true. All right. Well, I did. What happened if it would have rained? Their downpour. <laughs> what if there was a historic downpour that night when you were in the governor's suite? That's fair. Yeah, I did go to a Bruce Springsteen show in the downpour. It was uh, September twenty second, two thousand twelve. God, why do you remember the exact? Because that was date? my birthday. Oh, all right. And I never I went because of that. There you go. And uh, there was Sorry. a lightning in the area, and the show didn't start till 10.30. Mm. How about that? How about that? It's a late uh, night for you, yeah. but that's 11, 11 but it was years a, ago. like a Saturday night yeah. as well. Mac Jones has sparkling night out with girlfriend Sophie Scott at Taylor Swift concert. Yes, there it is. I missed because Eddie was a mayor. What was going on with Zappy? He got married? Zappy got engaged. engaged. Okay. And their tagline is Zappy Ever After. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam Fox of the Rangers just got engaged, so congratulations to him, Long Island guy. Good for him. Good for hey, good for hey, good for you. Hey, good for you. Oh, let's zappy, zappy every after. Zappily oh, ever my. after. Zappily. No, they did zap. Zappy, because zappily sounds too much like Zeppelin's. Yeah, my, that's the first thing I would think of. Zappy ever after. Zappy ever after. That's yeah. the Instagram hashtag. Yes. Good God. If you're looking to buy them a gift, right? That's just what they need. Let's take a quick break here, CeeLo, because when we come back, I want to do a little bit. I've got a bunch of baseball notes. I got some NFL notes. Mm, no golf today, probably. I have right? no golf All notes. Right. So if you're here for golf, nah, this I think is not- I. 
think I covered that for like the next three weeks in yesterday's warm-up show. Okay, good. Yeah, we've got all <laughs> of that. So when we come back, let's do uh, – let me see what I want to do next. Do I want to do baseball notes or football notes? Mm, maybe you can ponder that during the break. I'll do baseball notes. All right. Baseball Very notes, good. then football notes, then weird stuff. Weird stuff. That's the layout weird, here. Weird, wild stuff. That is the layout here. And then uh, Gio will be here with Jerry Recco oh. at six. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with CeeLo today. Jerry will be here at 6 a.m. with uh, Gia, and they're going to do a talk show for four hours. When you do those overnight shows, does it feel like that's a long time to do Not a show? Not the two to five. It's a nice really? sweet spot. Three yeah. hours? I think that is the sweet spot. Yeah. Four hours is too much. I mean, and also and what, what happens with the overnight is if you do either like 12 to 5 or 1 to 5, you know, first couple hours are okay, but then you get into that like middle ground area where the late night crowd's going to sleep and the early morning crew is not really up yet and you're talking to yourself for yeah. usually an hour to 90 minutes. Sure. And then all of a sudden at 4, bang, phones light up again. And people wake back yep. up. Yeah. Man, you got to wake up. Yes, sir. I always feel like three hours. To me, ideally, two hours should be a talk show, but I know we're not going to do that. But yeah. three hours, the fourth hour. It, it gets, and then Mike and the Mad Dog and Mike Solo for five and a half hours. you yeah. got to be kidding there me. Was a lot, that's why we, a lot of times you got that uh, interview replay at six. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like Sal, I know Sal's getting a break now. He's working the night shift. It, I mean, on the it's night not really shift. a break. The hours are not as grueling through the night. But, I mean, on an open night, he still could be doing like seven to midnight. Yeah, they, that's crazy. But he'll, uh, he might actually go insane on the overnight. Like if he's, I, if he's on that agree. shift for I think too he's, long. He's gone insane yeah. a number of times already. And yeah. I get it. I would get it for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's uh you know, you got a, that's a burnout position I'm there. I'm sure he's very much enjoyed the temporary change in lifestyle here, filling in for Keith, mm-hmm. who's out on paternity. Paternity means what? Father? Correct. Got it. So he's using his maternity uh, mother. mother. Right. Paternity. Well, like paternal, father. maternal. Got it paternal grandparents you know you hear that so he went six weeks straight yeah he's using it all in one shot i think he's a little over halfway through wow so yeah i'm trying to think like if i had a baby i might want to go to work instead you know what i mean it seems like a lot of work working with a new baby it is and i'll be like i gotta get to work keith has uh admitted as much in his (laughs) social media posts since (laughs) his kid was born so i appreciate his honesty there and 
as someone who's felt the same many times and kind of yeah. just nodding along with everything that he's saying. Yes, this might welcome not have been to the a great club. idea. I might go to work <laughs> instead. Honey, you're good here, right? All right, I'm going to go make some money. See you later. Uh, we got a uh, a situation developing in Major League Baseball. Oh, Cielo. situation. Uh, when you see something once, okay, that could be a freak thing. When something happens twice, I start to wonder, mm-hmm. is there a conspiracy going on? And for the second time in a week, a bird has been killed during a baseball game. <laughs> the way you said bird, mm-hmm. I the only thing I could think of right away is Jerry. Jerry. It's it, a bird. You moron. moron. Now, um, last week. Yeah. Or within the same week, a Diamondbacks pitcher, Zach Gallen, mm-hmm. killed a bird while warming up. Right. Or was just playing catch in the outfield, I think. Was yeah. he warming up for the game? He was game? warming up. He was doing the 60-foot toss. Okay. Got it. Now, Guardians' Will Brennan killed a bird with a hard uh, liner ground ball type to, situation. That, to me, is even Smoking. more, I mean, the odds on that. Yeah. I mean, throwing it is one thing. You know, smaller area, you're, you're aiming the batted ball taking yeah. down the bird. Batted ball took down a bird. So wow. that's two birds, one week. Don't make the two birds with one ball joke. Well, two it was birds, two balls though. No, so. but they say two birds with one. Don't you with kill one two stone. birds with one stone? Yeah, right? which yeah. is not nice. Correct. Killing birds for no or reason. Or what's the other one about the bush to the bird and the bush or the a hand in the bush is worth two in the something. Uh, no, we're both not a hand. <laughs> Two in the hand Go is ahead, worth Eddie. one in the Save bush. Save us, please. Do you uh, know a bird in the hand. Yes, mm-hmm. it's is... worth two in the bush. There it is. I don't know okay. what that means My either. dad likes that one. He but uses that one a lot. He does? I think it came from my, my grandmother. Yeah. Okay. His mom. Yeah, I never... Uh, my just... paternal grandmother, Alan. Oh, I see. Yes. Even though she's female, you're saying well, paternal. paternal grandmother. So it tells you that it's my father's mother. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So uh, he did reach out to PETA and apologize. Come on, man. He did via Which Twitter. Which guy? Uh, the, the, the ground the latest ball line one. Peter King? Come on. Not Peter King, what? the actual I, well, group. I he tweeted to, to me and just said, my bad, I killed a bird. Outside of just, hey, I feel bad. He Fine. felt bad. Feeling bad is one thing. He's nothing to apologize for. Well, he felt felt bad. Oh, please. Killed a bird. Stop. Listen, these birds got to stay out of the ballparks. Same goes with possum, cats. Raccoons. Raccoons. Stay out of the ballpark. What else? We're missing one. What was the thing in Oakland? That was a possum. Was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now these wild animals. We got in two in a week. Had there been one since the famous Randy no, Johnson incident? There had not. No, and not on any level of professional baseball. Correct. Come on. I'm in confident enough somewhere? to say that. Nope. No birds have I been bet, killed. I for those that are listening right now, I bet someone's gonna come up with one. That would be my guess. Be fake news sad. They may create <laughs> And that a story. was like oh, that was a while ago. Long now. time ago. <laughs> That's quite a gap. He obliterated <laughs> the, that oh, bird yeah, too. Well, I mean, Zach Gallon was warming up. Randy Johnson yeah, he was, was up. throwing a fastball yeah. in a game setting. Boom. Boom. Did you see Aaron Judge got to meet Pete Rose before the game in Cincinnati on Saturday? I did Saturday. not see this. I saw a video of this. He it was interesting because he went up. Pete Rose was sitting right behind home plate in that area where you could, like, talk to the fans. Yeah, I, I, I know Aaron Boone at some point, you know. Oh, he went over there? or said something, yeah. So uh, they, I saw the video of this. Uh, a fan picked it up. He went over to Pete Rose. He said, uh, got to got to get some hits today with the hit king in town. Yeah. And he went four for four. I guess if it was only that easy. Pete Rose was wearing a very bizarre outfit. He that had doesn't a, shock me. He had on a baseball hat where the hat was a baseball. Like it was a white hat with red stitching. I like that. That's strange. 
Why is he's it strange? Old. He's an old man. So what? He always wears the hats. <laughs> so? So what? So? He does wear hats My a wife lot. and I were out in Vegas, you know, whatever it was, 12 years ago now or so, and he was doing one of those, hey, I'm here, and I'll sign some, you know, memorabilia, yeah. and he had the hat on. He had the hat on. Right. He was doing that thing in Vegas where he was there every single day. Right. Yeah. In like this mall setting, yes, signing balls. Yeah, so we didn't. We just happened to stumble upon him, and it was like, oh, let's go meet Pete Rose and get a get an autograph. I got a Pete Rose ball when he came in here. He just sure. randomly signed balls and handed them hey, to us. Good for him. Yeah, so I got a Pete Rose ball. It's probably a million of them out there. Yeah, that's one of those. I just don't. I mean, it's not your thing. No, just the fact that that whole his whole situation with being banned and ba- I mean. I'm not trying to say he didn't do some shady stuff, but yeah. like at this point, come on now. Let him in. With all the Let things the that have fella. happened now that everyone's gambling left and yeah, right, maybe not on. on their own teams. I mean, I get that. Yeah, let the old fella in. Like, well, who are we kidding? The Tampa Rays have launched an attack on Carton and Roberts. <laughs> You'll recall Carton and Roberts yeah. a week or so ago claimed that the uh, Tampa Rays had to be cheating. Let's be fair. That was Evan-driven. Well, Craig called them... Tampa journeyman. Okay, that doesn't suggest they're right. cheaters. And Evan said, Christian Bethancourt? No, Evan said a lot of things. Hello, Taylor Walls? Who? What? what? Yeah. So, Tampa Ray's Luke Rayleigh <laughs> had some t-shirts made up in response did. to them. Yeah. When I first was reading the t-shirts, stupid. The t-shirts say, Tampa journeyman? Hello? What? That's kind of. It's one of those inside I mean, the clubhouse. It's so things. inside. Like yeah, you well, would have to know that's that Carter Roberts now. did that. Hey, let's get some T-shirts made up. Like I'm sure you know in the Met clubhouse there'll be images of you know Pete and the infielders humping railings. That'll be the, that'll be or there'll be some sort of inside slang. You know, maybe not slang, but some sort of inside term for whatever that is. Those will be on a T-shirt. That's true. Yep. The seven line before they actually got the Mets, the rights to do Mets logos mm-hmm. and stuff, they would have had a Pete humping shirt 100%. for sure. Yeah. Right. John Boy's big on that now. They get il- they get illustrators to do yeah stuff that they I guess don't need permission for. And, and everyone's selling t-shirts. Slightly resembles it, right? That's what I mean. Uh, everyone. Oh, I'm gonna go throw that on a t-shirt. How many t-shirts are these places really selling? I don't know, but everyone that's what everyone does. Do you think people would buy a Pete Alonso humping the fence? A hundred percent t-shirt. Met fans, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When I say Met, not Pete, I'm not that's not a knock on Met fans. Like if Alonso was on the I don't know. Name any other team. Cubs. He was doing the same thing. Yeah. Cubs fans. Y'all, I'll give me some of that. I want you that. You know what the problem with all these t-shirts? They're, they're always on crappy t-shirts. Like, you got to put stuff on nice shirts. And the other thing is, like, you see the image on the computer. You, you have no feel you for don't it. Know, like, right. yeah, you can go and see what it's made of. But even that is inconsistent. Most of these t-shirts are cheap, boxy. Right. Like, yeah. if you want a nice fitted t-shirt, the problem is then it costs you. And the sizing is inconsistent as inconsistent. well. Inconsistent. Correct. Very tricky. Correct. I bought two pairs of jeans, CeeLo, over the internet. Over the internet? Yeah. I oh. got the exact same size. Remember that boomer drop on the internet? On the internet. I put them up against each other. Yeah. The waist is a full yeah, inch sure. and a half off. Different brands, I'm sure, right? 30 inches is 30 inches. Evidently not. I don't know why, but that's yeah. that's the deal. That's the deal. What's the deal with the jeans? And on the internet. Yeah, on the is. internet. Then a story that uh, Jerry and I brought you exclusively exclusive. last week here. Well, no one else, I don't think, did it here on well, the that radio would, station. Well, would make it exclusive. The Dodgers, uh, like a lot of MLB teams, have Pride Night, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers had disinvited. They had invited, then disinvited, <sighs> the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Come on. 
because uh, part of their gimmick is they uh, gimmick. are they are men dressed as nuns. <laughs> and uh, it's a gimmick. And when they had invited them, uh, uh, Catholic groups came out and said this is an anti-Catholic group. They must be banned. So then the Dodgers banned. disinvited them. Wow. Then I guess the Dodgers then did some more research mm. to see the good that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence do, Reverse even course. though they are men dressed as nuns. That's a, This is men dressed as nuns. Correct. Called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That is correct. Huh. So then the Dodgers did their own research and said, while these men, well, they didn't say this. I'm paraphrasing what have, was probably said. I already said have a headache listening to this story. That the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are now... Welcome. Reinvited. Reinvited. Way below average. To Pride Night. <laughs> Not only are they have they been reinvited to Dodgers Pride Night, they will receive the Community Hero Come Award. On. Yep. I looked at some photos. It is men dressed as nuns <laughs> with face makeup on. Uh, Their claim is that, and I don't know anything about these sisters. Like something of, you'd see at like a strip club or something. Well, these, these sisters... Mm-hmm. I guess this group uses humor, shocker, uh, to <laughs> to help out in the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay, I nailed that, that one. Well you done. thought I was going to miss a letter. I, I, I didn't. One hundred percent foobarred that. Didn't miss it. So they're re back invited. So re back invited. Correct. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to go to Pride Night. And then you heard that they were going to be there and you canceled your tickets. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And then you bought yeah. your tickets back and then you canceled. It seems like a lot. It's lot, a lot of work. I'm right. tired just listening to it. Anytime. These, these uh, ball clubs, they just invite all sorts of groups and it just causes headaches. Uh, yeah. Good and bad headaches. So they were invited, then they weren't invited. Correct. Now they're reinvited, reinvited. and they're getting the community. community. <laughs> yes. That's going to be some scene out there. That about sums up 2023 in a nutshell <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'm thinking about going to that game dressed as a nun. Yeah, flying yeah. out to L.A. Yeah, fly out right to L.A. and just go as a nun. You got a date on that game? I, I don't, actually. Mm, an opponent? Uh, you don't I do. Yeah? San Francisco Giants. How about that? Oh, California battle. Big West Coast battle out there, Cela. Yeah, NL West. Let's take a quick break, Cela. Then I promised you some NFL notes, and I have those on the other side. And then Gio and Jerry Recco will be here at 6. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I'm with uh, Cela today. And Cela will be here tomorrow. And Cielo will be here Thursday. How about that? And then I'll be tossing to you and Jerry from uh, DJs on Friday morning. Oh, is that right? Got the overnight program. You better come strong to the mic. That's a big lead-up spot for us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Got to make sure I give you guys a nice audience to kick off the uh, summer kickoff. Yeah. Kick off the summer kickoff. When I first got into uh, radio down in Tampa and, and we were uh, carrying a lot of uh, national programs, mm-hmm. there was a, a guy whose show we took out of Washington, D.C. named Doc his name was Doc something. He Doc played, Brown? No, he played for the <laughs> the then Washington Redskins uh-huh. Oh, at the time. Okay. A guy named Doc. Doc Walker. And he'd go, come strong to the mic. That was his. That's where you got that from? Because yeah. I've heard you say that many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got okay. that from that because I used to have to board up his show. Come Like Jim Rome would say, have a take, don't suck. Doc Walker would say, come strong, come to, the strong to the mic. Like if you're calling in, come yeah, strong yeah. to the mic. Good. You know like what I'm that. saying? 
I like that this too. This was post playing career for uh, Doc Walker. Doc Walker. Yeah. yeah. It was okay. the same station that uh, uh, Tony Kornheiser was on. Did it? Sure. Tony Kornheiser did a very funny radio program for many years down I could in see Washington, D.C. Yeah. I could see that. Very laid back, relaxed the radio program. Oh, yeah. A couple uh, NFL related notes here. Let mm. me see where I want to go first here, CeeLo. Uh, let's see. First, uh, NFL owners approved two different things. They pr- approved the emergency third quarterback yeah. situation, which means now this is going to be different than hockey, right? Hockey has the emergency goalie, but it's some dude in the stands, right? Essentially, yeah. This is not what this is going to be. This is going to be an actual quarterback on your roster, but I guess they don't take up a roster spot. Okay. Third quarterback. Yep. Emergency only. Meaning they don't take a take up a game day roster active uh, roster spot. That's yeah. correct. They don't yeah. they don't take up a game day roster spot. But there are some rules for this emergency third quarterback. Meaning that you cannot use the emergency third string quarterback if your other two quarterbacks simply suck and are not getting the job done. <laughs> right. Benched. They can't be benched. They must be injured and unable to return. If they have been cleared medically. They must go back in the game, and you cannot use the third quarterback. That's fair. I like that. But here's what I don't like. So you can use the third quarterback if your first two quarterbacks get injured or thrown out of the game. Yeah, I saw you note that. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, but when's the last time you saw a quarterback ejected from a game? (laughs) Was it? I don't even remember if Mason Rudolph got ejected with the whole, remember with Miles Garrett and swinging the helmet? Yeah. Like, I don't remember what the result of that was, if he got ejected or not, but when is a quarterback getting thrown out of the game? Yeah, that's Come a on. good question. It's it's not. I mean, yeah, probably yeah. just as rare as a bird getting killed on the baseball field. Right. Yeah. It happens, but very, very rare. rare. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. All right, so that's good news. So we won't have to see, like, you know, Christian McCaffrey being a quarterback right. this year, which yes. I think he's done in the past. Well, that was the whole situation with our guy uh, uh, Brock Purdy, right? The Niners yes. they, they didn't they didn't quite know how to handle that situation when he got hurt, and where they're going to run the Wildcat and McCaffrey and all that. So, so yeah. they just ran him out there, pretending like he was going to be able to he throw. Tried. Even though he, he didn't couldn't. come back for a while, then he did, and he couldn't yeah. throw the ball down the field, and that game just was was pretty much over. At that the point. defense ate him up alive yep. after that. They knew he was wounded, like a like a gazelle. That's right, the down Lions. by the water. Yeah. Getting a drink of water, and all of a sudden the lions swoop in, or an alligator grabs him. <laughs> the NFL ownership also passed Thursday night football flex rule. Again, this is a million different scenarios for it, so it's flexing of Thursday night football, so that we don't get suck games. But it's only late in the season, right? Yeah, it's only weeks. There's so many rules with it. It's only weeks 13 through 17. Okay. It must be announced 28 days in advance. Wow. And it can only happen twice right? in those week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So there's a five-week period where there's it can the, happen. There's, there's a week 18 now as well. But those don't get flexed because... There is no Thursday night game in the correct. last week. Got it. Booyah, kasha. Okay. So, so two out of five. Two out of the five weeks, it could but happen. full four weeks in advance. Full four weeks in advance. Can only happen twice. <laughs> That's I mean, a real roll of the dice. Yeah. I mean, it is it's really like... And I was already looking at the... The week, you know, one of the, those weeks is a Cowboy game. They're not getting flexed. Mm-hmm. One's a Steeler game. One's Jets-Browns. So there's really only two scenarios it's probably. like drastic situations. Yeah, drastic okay. situations. I saw that if they don't use it at all this year, it carries over to next season. 
It's a trial basis. Oh, so is that right? They don't use any of the either of the two possibilities. Yeah. It rolls over into 2024. But if they do use one, they still have to vote on it again for I, next year. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Because usually the way they these work, it's like a resolution on a trial basis. They do it for a year, and then they vote for, like, full approval. All right. All right, then. Josh Johnson is a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> he has signed with the Ravens. I almost got to this yesterday. Now, he has... <laughs> we have enough time for this? He has, he has started nine games, mm-hmm. and he is one and eight. Right. But he has played four. Since 2008, he was drafted by the Bucks. He's played for the Bucks, the Niners. Then he went to the UFL. Then he played for the Browns and the Bengals. Then he played for the Niners again. Then he played for the Bengals again. Then you might recall he came over here to the New York Jets. I believe he started a game, or maybe didn't start, but definitely had significant playing time in at least one game. For oh, the Jets. okay. Then after the Jets, he went to the Colts. Then he went to the Bills. Then he went to the Ravens. Then he went to the Giants. You remember he was a New York Giants? I do well. remember that. Yeah. Then he went to the Texans. Then he went to the Raiders. Then he went to Washington. Then he went to the AAF. Then he went to the Lions. Then he went to the XFL. Then he went to the Niners a third time. Then he was a New York Jet. That was again. the yeah. That was twenty twenty one. Then he went to the Ravens again. Then he went to the Broncos. Then he went to the Niners <laughs> for the fourth time, and now the Ravens for time number three. Now we just referenced Man. Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship yeah. game. Josh Johnson relieved him <laughs> in that game. He got in that game. Yes, and with the Jets, you know the big the game I was remembering where no. he had like a lot of stats. It was the game. Not this past season, but the year before when Mike White came in and had that ridiculous game, and I think they won, or he had a huge game, and then they went to Indy. I think it was a Thursday night game, and Mike White got, had like that weird forearm injury early in the game, and Josh Johnson came in. The Jets lost 45-30, to 30, but Josh Johnson put up huge numbers. Really? 27-41 of 41 <laughs> for 317, three touchdowns and a pick. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> See, this is cool. Like, we always think of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick as the quarterback who's played in all these places. Yeah, journeyman. And I think we think of that just because he, well, he has played in a lot of places. And he's started a lot of games. Yeah, he plays his playing time much more significant in those various stops yeah. as opposed to Josh Johnson. Now, this is cool. Like, Josh Johnson, he's this. But the problem is, like, does he have to move every time he move? every time he switches teams? Or you think he's got a, a place somewhere and he yeah, just... Yeah, uh, he's probably got a central spot, like a home base. Yeah. And he might just be renting a place for himself or, like, a hotel situation because he has to know at this point, like, it's nothing that's going to be long-term. Yeah. You know, he's going to be parachuting around quite a bit. He must have so many friends in the league. I'm Think sure. of how many oh, yeah. different NFL players he's right. met. I bet if you look, someone's probably done a story on that somewhere. Just like all the guys he's friends with? Or just with. the whole, you know, his experience being like an NFL nomad, going from city to... Like, coaches deal with that a lot. Yeah. This is a little bit of a unique situation with him, but I bet somebody at somewhere along the way has interviewed him and maybe like his closest friends in the league or a family member. I bet that feature story is out there somewhere. He must get a ton of wedding invites because think of all the young guys he's meeting, right? Yeah. And he's a because he's a veteran and he's probably a nice guy, probably rookies feel uh, good going up and talking to him. Yeah, maybe. And then they get married. Let's invite Josh Johnson. That he's is like, incredible. Oh my gosh. He's, all those teams, all these years in the league. And then multiple and he only leagues. Has 355 career pass attempts. <laughs> and that, but then yeah, the, the other right. leagues. I don't have the other leagues. UFL, yeah. AAF, AAF, XFL. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Listen, 
paycheck is a paycheck, man. It's cool though. It that guy's got a cool career. Yeah. He could probably be a great coach when he gets when he, write, he decides. Or write a great book somewhere down the line. Or call himself NFL Journeyman. That's right. The nomadic quarterback. The Josh Johnson story. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, let's take a quick break. Otherwise, oh, yeah. Eddie yells at me and we get up to the top. I have a one more uh, story for you before uh, Gio and Jerry Just get underway. Just one more, okay. Yep, and then uh, you have a sports minute of some sort. Well, Amy Lawrence has oh, okay. a sports minute. I don't think you'll guess the wording that Eddie put on the sheet here, but perhaps the topic you'll 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 nail. Lakers. LeBron. Close, close enough. Yeah. Got it. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Okay, we've got a few more minutes here before Gio and Jerry take over. Uh, Green Bay CeeLo gets the uh, 2025 NFL draft. That'll be fun. That'll be cool. Nice setting. Now, my brother-in-law went to the Jet Green Bay game at Lambeau this past season. He uh-huh. said the hotels are terrible there. They better th- step their game up. That doesn't shock me. They better step their game up if it's they're like getting the, the NFL draft. Yeah, but you, the, you got the Packers. You got people coming in from out of town. Yeah, you go for the charm of Lambeau. By the way, let me ask you this, CeeLo. 2025, that gives uh, Jordan Love two seasons to get it together, uh-huh. or they'd be drafting a quarterback high up in that draft right there in Green Bay. Yeah, that's a good oh, point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't know that I'm going. <laughs> Eddie, can you please hit it soon? <laughs> he was like, Five, I have one story left. There's enough uh, time. Three. Music. Leader. Well, how about Peter. this one then? <laughs> Tom Brady is going to buy a stake in the Raiders. Yeah, the by Raiders. the way, do we believe the he's Raiders. ever going to actually end up in the broadcast yes. booth? He yes. Is. Yeah, because now everyone's doubting him. And he's going to prove everybody wrong. He's going to show right up there. Not this season, next season. Right there, game one, he'll be ready to go. I like how they go, uh, the NFL has to prove. As if they're going to go, no, Tom Brady can't possibly well, they have a WFAN, there. WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.